Welcome, 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 everybody, to the Bourbon and Boca. Bourbon and Boca. Man, I think I've already been drinking too much bourbon. I can't even talk right now. But <laughs> welcome to the Bourbon and Boca podcast. I am a co-host, Travis McQueen, and I pass it oh. to Kim. <laughs> oh, yes, Kimberly Garner. <laughs> and, and as you can tell, welcome to the train wreck part three. Um, we, yes. guys, seriously... <laughs> We are super stoked for this podcast because we have some special guests. We always have special guests, but these people right here are super rad. I met these people at Imaging USA at the Sony event. So welcome, Kirsty Kraust and Jesse Lopez. Hey. <laughs> See, now you guys are setting the standard high, so every interviewee that we yeah. have had better be that hype from now on. <laughs> I love doing that. I always like, I feel like nobody else does that. I'm always like, yeah, good to be here. Like, <laughs> yeah, just gotta get hyped. Like, hey. I, I always get super excited too when it's somebody else from Wisconsin because you know how we are. Yeah, you're a Scotty girl. Like, we oh, just yeah. understand each other. We know how you are. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> yeah, what does that mean, Jenny? Oh, actually, you know what? I, I got a chance to spend some time in Wisconsin this past winter, and they oh. great people. I, I'm, that's, that's the part I miss about Wisconsin is the people. What, it's, a what, good, it's a good place. It is. It's, everybody was just, they tell stories. And, yeah, in that accent. You know, in the accent, they're just, they're all the nicest. They just want to be friends. Everybody just wants to be friends, you know? So yeah. It's a fun time. So, and if we travel, we get real excited to run and do another one from there. <laughs> it's like, oh my gosh. You say, yes, back, when I went back home to Wisconsin, someone had a Packer hat on, and I forgot yeah. that I was yeah. at home. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. oh, we got to go over there and say hello to him. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, and then you, you look around and, they all have them. I get that with uh, Wisconsin license plates, and I'll be driving. I'm like, oh, look, they're from Wisconsin. I'm like, oh, I'm in Wisconsin. That's yeah, yeah, Never yeah. mind. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> where Where are you from? Did you grow up, born and raised? Yes. I was oh. actually from Florida, which is kind of weird. Oh, that um, is? Yeah. I lived in Florida for all of two weeks, and then we moved back <laughs> to Wisconsin uh, just to be with family, but my parents were kind of just living up their 20s, being adventurous, living down in Florida mm -hmm. for like two years. Um, so I was born in Coral Springs. I don't know where that is. I am originally, so I'm from Janesville, Wisconsin. <gasps> I went to college in Whitewater. You did? Awesome. I did. And and I saw that you worked at the fireside. My mom worked there. Well, she worked there all through her high school years as a waitress. And then when I was older, she worked with adults with disabilities and like the dish room and stuff. But she knew the owners, like the, the original uh, people who set up the fireside. Like, that is awesome. Day. I, yes. I, it holds so many childhood memories for me. That place I loved. I did five shows there pretty much from the time I was, that's what I was 13. Yeah, that's what so, so you, you performed on, like, singing and doing the whole thing? Yes, yes. Oh, I love that stage. Yeah, it's the coolest thing, that whole in-the-round thing. The stage goes up and down. I thought it was the greatest thing ever. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, and you guys should you guys should see these videos of Kirstie. Uh, <gasps> oh. Ridiculous. And she's honestly, she's, like, even at that age, she's just a performer. Like, give me your attention, otherwise... <laughs> You know, we're going to have a problem. It's so funny. <laughs> how, how old was you, Kirsty, when he was doing all that? 
Oh, I mean, I saw my first video. I had heard stories about it, but I saw the video from when I was two. Jumping oh, up. my goodness. And I Wild. had on, and I was, like, trying to bow, but it didn't really look like a bow. I don't know what I was doing. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, you're only two. It's so funny. She's walking around on this, on this picnic table, and she's singing. She's done. And when she finishes the song, she points at people, and she says, clap. <laughs> that's so funny oh yeah no it's it's, it's hilarious and it's, you, you can definitely tell that uh you know not much has changed she definitely, she definitely <laughs> loves, to, loves to take the attention from her room but <laughs> so so this, well, so this is interesting to be successful so yeah kirsty w- w- was this always kind of like your dream because i so you you are you, you're a performer like you're a singer you are a country star i mean it, it's awesome to to kind of follow you on, on on social media and stuff and kind of see where you're going but this was, was this always what you wanted to do? Or was there ever any kind of point where he's like, ah, I want to do something else? Uh, no, I just kind of like, I <laughs> declared it at six years old in school. Uh, it was like, you know, when I grow up, I want to be, and I put an I-G-N-R. I couldn't really spell that when I was six, but I tried and I just and she was like you know your daughter like loves this on a whole <laughs> other level and so from there we just found every sort of place that I could be on stage and sing and perform and I started dance and piano and all that good stuff and and uh, eventually writing songs when I was 12 so I think everybody who's ever met me in my life knows that this is this is my passion and this is what I'm doing no matter what that's that's awesome. So really, we could say that you've been doing this since you were two years old. Yeah. yeah. Yep. That's <laughs> Huge awesome. <track> record. <laughs> so, so Jesse, what what about you, man? Like, I I find yeah. you to be you you're you're the character, man. Like, I I love your crazy <laughs> antics. I, I love it, dude. Always hype. All always down for some fun. What about you, man? Was was being like a country star, like was that always like being a performer? Like was that always your your thing? Or for you, did you kind of fall into this? Um, I came into it a little bit later. I remember so I grew up uh I my dad was a professional boxer. Um oh, wow. Mom, so I'm not mom. going to get it fighting with you at all, like ever. <laughs> I, I'm a lover, but <laughs> um, uh, but you know, um, so and then my mom played sports all the way up until college, and so I grew up playing just about every sport you can think of. And then um, I had a friend uh, halfway through high school that played guitar, and I picked one up. Um, man, I'm, I I'm, same as Kirsty. It's just in my blood. I um. I spent some time in theater from when I was 10 until I graduated high school. But uh, from the day I picked that guitar up, I have played one every day. <laughs> was it was it always country though, or or no? Was no, it, no. I, that's I, right. Yeah. So I have a I have a very interesting background. I I grew up <laughs> in a really really um, influential like hip hop area. Ah, yeah. And, and, but I, my personal stuff, like I loved rock and roll. I grew up on rock and roll. And then, but I had, so I had these crazy two, like hip hop and pop stuff was like everything that I was listening to around, you know, my friends and whatnot. And then rock mm-hmm. personal time. Um, and then, you know, my music, it really hasn't changed that much. My voice has changed a lot, but my, my music hasn't changed that much. And it just kind of turned into country music. Yeah. yeah. 
yeah, like one day people just started walking into the studio and being like, oh man, country music. Like, <laughs> you're like, is it? <laughs> really? <laughs> I had no idea. You hear that guitar solo? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're That's like, so you just moved to Nashville. Yeah, man. Ah. I in Nashville. Um, but I, you know, I, 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 fell in love with the respect that country music has for what music is and what makes a song and where the emotion comes from. Um, first and foremost, I, I was in LA and I had actually worked myself up into with labels. I was working, I was sitting in at writing sessions with Atlantic Records. Like big studios. Yeah, big studios. Wow. And, uh, working with big producers and, you know, sitting in rooms with really, really big names, um, working with big artists. And it just, it, the, the, the way that the music was written and, um, it just wasn't, it wasn't sitting in a room with guys with guitars and hashing out a song, you know? Yeah, and, yeah. And for me, that's where a huge passion of mine comes from is, is making the music and, and playing the instruments. And, um, you know, we're, we're still able to do that here in Nashville. So, so a little less stuffy, <laughs> a little more relaxed in Nashville than LA, I suppose. Um, the industry itself is in a huge way. Um, just within i mean we just passed crs but my first crs experience i was shocked i couldn't believe that people radio stations pr companies and you know management well, they, they were just willing to walk around and like talk to me <laughs> oh awesome. yeah you yeah know, it's a is, different vibe yeah so lucky or you have to be paying somebody or somebody has to be your friend like la is a very tight-knit like click-based industry as mm -hmm. opposed to um nashville everybody's very they seem to be much more open to helping yeah. Nashville feels like the biggest small town you've ever been in, kind of. Like, I, totally I, I love it because it's so, and like going down on Broadway reminds me of Wisconsin because it's like church bar, church bar in Wisconsin, you know? <laughs> and so Broadway is like, oh, this is home. I mean, like, I love it. And then there'll be a singer up there who's from Wisconsin and I freak out and I have to talk to them and they probably think I'm a weirdo, but, but I can't help it. I just, I, I do love. Like, the Army brought us here, but I genuinely love Nashville. So many things about it. Oh, yeah, and Clarksville's a great – I love Clarksville. Yeah, Clarksville's great, too. I, I, it's, it's a funny thing. Like, you'll hear the Army wives complaining. I'm like, I have lived some places, okay? Like, that middle of nowhere, Arizona, like, Fort Knox, Kentucky. So, no, Clarksville, the Nashville area is amazing. I think Clarksville's beautiful. I love, I love the area, yeah. Yeah, it's great. So Travis had to leave to go to Nashville to be cooler, though. Yeah, Thank well, you, Travis. <laughs> yeah, Nashville, Nashville is better. Nashville is greater than uh, Clarksville. I'm Fine. just going to be public with that one. Um, but this, this honestly, so our podcast, obviously, we're we're photographers, and it's always about creativity, and that's kind of why we formulated this was just to kind of get to know people in different industries and tell other stories and and interview really rad people. So with you guys, I find I find the music like the music like industry like daunting. Like it baffles yeah. me how everything works between like iTunes and Spotify and downloads and plays and, and the whole half a penny you get if you write well, songs. And it's, <laughs> and it seems so different now. It used to be like, Oh, you sold CDs. You know, it, it was so like when I was, I'm old, so I, it's different, but I mean like we were so excited to like buy CDs, you know, um, or we used to record things on the radio by, hit, you know, like on a cassette, you know, like the top 20 or whatever. Yeah. It's a real, oh, no, I remember this. I remember these yes. Mm -hmm. And then yeah. you like, yeah, you'd play the song and then if the song came on the radio, the song you had recorded last time is, the, you know, anyway. So 
Yeah. So that's what I remember. So I can't imagine what the industry is like now when it isn't so like black and white with like CD sales, it's downloads and it's just so, it's so different. And I would assume people can like steal music a lot more easy, you know, like why well, oh, from yeah. the Napster days and all well, LimeWire and all that. But I mean, uh, it just seems like it must be so different now than it, it was. It has changed a lot. There's, uh, there's definitely just uh, Jesse's reading all the time about, you know, what's, what's happening in the un- underground world. So we kind of know mm. what's, what's going to be happening before it's actually, you know, released out to the public. But, um, you know, even things like CMA Fest just being canceled. But I did want to say, like, right oh, now, yeah. so much. It canceled that. And they, you know, they just announced that yesterday. So that's for this year. There's no CMA Fest. But uh, <laughs> I know. It's so crazy. But for the digital world, like, it's all about playlisting. It's all about, you know, all of the, the Spotify and Pandora and yeah. Yeah. And Apple Music. It's a mess. And the only way that the labels can still be in charge mm-hmm. is running the big playlist you know like oh okay mm-hmm. there's i mean there's there's a lot of skepticism behind what's happening <laughs> um you know behind closed doors and and obviously a lot of it's a, a lot of it has to be true with us to be for us to be at at, at other than financial input yeah. you know for us mm-hmm. to be disadvantage um all the time <laughs> you know yeah there's, there's, there's plenty of skepticism that goes into who's running what but um but I mean, it's it's a mess, and and nowadays, even just trying to find a reputable company to push your push your music to Spotify, there's seven million different things that come up online, and mm. you know, maybe twenty of them are actual legit companies. So it's like yeah. you you go through all this stuff where you're wasting money and you're blowing up your numbers, but then all of a sudden Spotify hits you with this email that says, "Hey, but you're not getting paid for those spins." <gasps> for them and then it's crazy it's a it's a crazy industry and like the the hardest thing for us is to um is to kind of break through those barriers and it's it it you know you you have to get each one comes like you know one every step you take you you kind of break through one of those barriers and you learn about another one yeah (laughs) yeah and then something new pops up yeah so (laughs) you know kind of thing well way to put it yeah Yeah. i mean thankfully we just recently had a pr company that you know hooked us up with a person who just started their Spotify company and it's a legit person, you know, in town that has a, a just good reputation. So um, having, having things like that happen, you know, it's just, it's just helpful. It's really, the business is about who, you know, and, and continuing to meet people and asking questions. That's for sure. And oh, I yeah. find that to be like the heart, but even with photography, which is off tracks a little bit I go off the tracks a lot um <laughs> it's like you just want to do the fun stuff I just want to take pictures edit give people their pretty pictures and, and I hate all the business stuff so yeah I can't imagine having to deal with it even at a bigger level you know and <laughs> having to worry about if people are legit or <laughs> stealing uh, stuff or you know the shenanigans of all of it would uh-huh. would be rough for sure um well you know luckily enough Kirstie and I can split the we can we get to split the you know the split the workforce yeah um, mm-hmm. that's very true we're both like stronger in different areas yeah. so that's been really helpful and i i definitely think that that's a huge asset like anytime you're in any kind of business you know even like our podcast it's all a team effort right between me and kim so i, I see that with you guys um i think is it i think jesse is the graphic designer right doesn't jesse do all that stuff yeah he he does all the graphics. We also have help with graphics 
and he does all the tech stuff. Uh, I mean, all the research, the researching of companies. So where we're going to put our marketing dollars, uh, just because that has become, like he said, just such a, such a part. And then my part is, uh, just more the, the sales and like the booking the shows and, uh, just putting us out, out there this tonight and all all that kind of stuff but then uh at the show at the live show because he has that audio engineering background uh he's he gets to set up the whole pa i just show up and talk i, I don't know any of the rest <laughs> of the stuff <laughs> that's so that's, that's nice yeah, yeah. Good. <laughs> earlier today my computer was making a funny noise like <laughs> to do an interview and i was like Jesse, it's like five minutes before my interview. Make it better. I do that to my husband all the time. He doesn't even know what I'm doing. And I'm like, I just need you to make it to stop doing that thing (laughs) that it's doing. So so all this kind of brings me up to, to another kind of interesting kind of thought. Um, with, with your guys' music, do you guys actually write your own like lyrics and, and the music as well, or do you actually like get get lyrics or or, or tracks or kind of go off of that or, or studio both. type stuff? You can. You want to take this one, John? Um, yeah, yeah. So for the most part, I mean, myself personally, um, I've been everything that I've released up until quarantine made me do it. Mm-hmm. Was was two <laughs> singles ago? Yeah, it, it was it was a fun song. Uh, <laughs> um, quarantine, the quarantine maybe do it song, and then way past words was a co-write as well. But those two were my co-writes, and everything before that was actually solo writes and compositions. Um, I'd worked with producers on the music, but um, every all the chord progressions and the songs and everything was uh, was me. That's awesome. So the lyrics and everything was you. Yeah, yeah. So the first two albums that I put out, um, the first, well, the first one was an album, uh, eight songs, was all solo rights, and then uh, I put out a five-song EP when I first got to Nashville. That's Is it awesome. usually the music first and then the lyrics, or vice versa, or? Um, that happens in every way you can think. Oh yeah. <laughs> but you know, somebody says something cool, or I'm sitting in the shower, and You're like, oh, 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 man, melody. I gotta write that um, down. Yeah, or or I'll be picking around on the guitar and I'll play a cool guitar part, and I'm like, okay, cool, I wanna start writing. But um, you know, that yeah, that's like a, it, at random. <laughs> so th- this See, is I interesting. Wish I, I could play anything. <laughs> yeah. I can't play anything. Go ahead, Travis. So when, when <laughs> it comes to to you and your work. Um, I know from what little bit I've been following Taylor Swift, hashtag Taylor Swift is, uh, she can be on the podcast anytime. This is your invitation. No. <laughs> yeah. Um, but sure. from, from what I followed with her, you know, with her big deal with owning her masters. So I, I find it interesting that of like, of, you know, owning your work, but then as a creator, like you, like you own those lyrics. I know some people, that's how they make their money. They basically write lyrics and sell it. Um, and then other creators come in and sing those sing those songs, and then they'll get like a little cut. Um, so I mean, like from from your like when you write your own music, write your own lyrics, <clears throat> do you own more of it, or does does the labels or whatever else see that? Oh well, that doesn't matter. We're still going to pay you like a flat fee, um, not give you credit for writing or the music side. 
I've actually seen that happen um, both ways. I've seen writers get ghosted on songs where, where they, you know, voluntarily or involuntarily, where they're paid a flat fee, mm-hmm. um, and their names are taken off the song. Um, usually, a writer, um, Nashville, what I love about Nashville is no matter how many lyrics you write or how much you write the song, contributed. If you contributed, if you're in that right, you are an equal part. And the writers all split their publishing rights equally. Yeah. Oh, good. <laughs> the label, the masters is a whole different thing. The masters is who actually owns the music that is making the money. Mm-hmm. So the music that is being played everywhere and all that stuff, that's like who owns that. And I, you know, I'm not going to speak on that. I think that. Um, so, yeah, I'm not going to speak <laughs> on that. <laughs> and moving on. <laughs> I can't. I can't talk on that because I disagree with what's happening. <laughs> you know, if people who who are producers and and work with you in the studio, they very much are are helping to create this the end product. You know, and yeah. they're putting mm-hmm. talent and energy into it. Um, luckily, with the record that I'm about to put out, I was actually given the entire rights to. Uh, the record, my first producer, Ark Fu from EMC2 Records, just signed over all the rights, and that was that was really generous. Normally, uh, a producer would just have part of the rights of yeah. the music. That's awesome. Like that. Yeah. That's really cool. Now, is he out of Nashville? He was out of Nashville, and now he relocated to LA, which was his original home. He just, I think. The music that he's doing and everything was just, he just felt like LA fit better for him. That's Bless awesome. You. That's, that's really cool. And, um, yeah. And your guys' music is absolutely amazing. I, I, I've seen a lot from, from, from Kirsty. And what, what's the newest one? I think it's Thirsty. Is that the newest one or is, or is there one more after that one? thirsty and then uh just more singles to come with a full record of 11 songs and then what i was also getting into as far as like songwriting and before jesse came you know into the picture i had never written a song where it was just based on like a guitar lick yeah um and then now that now that we're together all the time and, and writing songs uh we have been able to write songs where he's just come over and he's like hey check out this lick let's write this song and we wrote a song called not an early bird um other than that i i really started in the songwriting world when i was like 12 with mentors and then uh 15 i started traveling back and forth to nashville and writing with people so i've done a lot of co-writing and when i write a song i really am uh not even picking up an instrument i'm just hearing lyrics and melody yeah that's super rad. Like that's that's really awesome. So you were bouncing between Wisconsin and Nashville, just doing shows and writing and doing yes. a variety of stuff that way. I went full time uh, with music with no other jobs uh, in April of 2016. It was April 14th of 2016, so that's always a date we'll that I'll celebrate. Um, <laughs> an anniversary. An anniversary. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I was just I was driving back and forth for a year. I did you know, five times. And then the next year I did six trips. And then the, the year after that was like, it was every month, you know, and yeah. just kept, kept upping it more and more. I probably knew about 300 some people before I even moved to Nashville and kind of like felt really comfortable of where I was going in the city. And I felt like I had an extended family down here. So I definitely just didn't move here on a whim. I was, I was doing visits after visits. 
That's yeah, awesome. and it is such a welcoming city. Do you think it's changed much since 2016 even or Oh yeah. I mean, the the whole city, it really does have there's a lot of people from LA that have moved uh to Nashville and the music, the amount of venues that are doing music has definitely mm. gone down, which oh. makes it more uh cutthroat outside of Broadway. Yeah. Sure. Yeah sort of like writer's ground um there's definitely i just feel like it's a it's a smaller city like the people who are who are doing it you're, you're seeing them day in and out and they're doing it mm-hmm. oh yeah that, that's interesting that there's less venues for performing than that, that's crazy yeah, all these high-rise apartments uh came yeah. up in these other neighborhoods and then they kind of vetoed having music at night yeah most nights what, 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 yeah that's what's happening is the residential buildings are being put up and they're all complaining about noise so the well so the, boo yeah. <laughs> they don't sound I fun at all <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> i'll be mad if you're not playing music at two o'clock in the morning if i move to nashville <laughs> A long time, like when I first started visiting Nashville, there would be somebody in the corner playing yeah. three songs, and there would be somebody else getting their guitar ready to play their three songs and in the that's corner. Actually, that's actually what made me move to Nashville. So I, I um, I was uh, I went to a coffee shop. I had visited Nashville for like a two week span, and uh, when I had gotten an offer from a, a publishing company, Century Music Group, to to produce the my album for me, mm-hmm. and uh, and. I went to this coffee shop. It was Sunday morning at like seven o'clock, and there was a guy in the corner playing guitar. And I was like, cool. <laughs> I, "I'm in," you know? Yeah. There's yeah, so much yeah. charm, you yeah. know? Yeah, that's yeah, well, that my place. Like I, I even love going through the airport, and like there's somebody at Tootsie's, and you're like, "Yes, this is Nashville." Yeah. Like this is, a, and it is like nine a.m. and <laughs> like there's a guy there in the bar yeah. playing. I just texted a the John Taylor. He he owns that. You know, that oh yeah, I was booking music, and I was like, "Man, please put us as a approved artist to play the airport." I just want, yeah, because awesome. those people are so excited to be there. <laughs> they're either well, unless they're going home, but like when they get there, they're just—it's it, just such a—it's a fun atmosphere. Yeah, I yeah, uh, I just think it's—I <clears throat> think it's a killer gig for for money. And the industry people, for are industry people, everybody's coming and going. Yeah, that's true. Or through the airport, you know. That's funny. I went to thought about that, but you're right. That's that's totally true. Because even if they're walking by, like having to hit the bathroom before they yeah. board a plane, they'll hear you. From what I understand, Garth Brooks found a guitarist at at the airport in Nashville. Really? And way. At, uh, he cut one of his songs recently. Yeah. That's what it was. It was a songwriter, not a guitarist. He's mm-hmm. a songwriter. Yeah, he found a song at the airport. Yeah. Go figure. And that's funny. wild. And see, I wonder how often is it like just dumb luck too, like. Who knew? Like I never see anybody cool at the airport, <laughs> and if I do, I probably don't recognize them. But like, oh, I can't imagine it'd be wild. Coolest one I saw, I think one, not I think one time I was like 11. My dad lived in Salt Lake City, and my mom lived right outside of San Francisco, so I had mm-hmm. to Steve Young on an airplane. What? That's cool. Yeah, Steve Young, and I was like, I sat there, you know. I would have like, smile see, on my I, face. I just, like, yeah. I was like, so excited. He was asleep the whole time. I was like, <laughs> he didn't care. But he signed my ticket for sure. Oh my God. <laughs> I originally saw um, one of the guys from Old Dominion at the airport. <sighs> yeah. yeah. But even then, I think I'd think, you know, that looks like the guy from Old Dominion, but I don't know that I'd know. You, you know, like I wouldn't want to assume. 
but it's actually them. I had one of those moments. <laughs> well, we were re- so Garth Brooks and Trisha just moved down to this island that we are on. Oh, really? On Valentine's Day, we are out at this sushi place, and lo and behold, the house that they just bought is right by this sushi place. And I'm sitting over here, and I'm like, Jesse, that's Garth Let's Brooks. Go stalk him. Oh wait, no. Let me. Let me go say something. And he's like, no, no, that's not him. Well, later we look up where their house that they purchased. <laughs> yeah. Right by there. Like, that totally was him. It was Valentine's Day. He was alone. I was like, there's no way. This guy's got way too much pepper in him. <laughs> you know, <laughs> thought it would be grayer. I thought it would be grayer. And then I, and then I looked up a picture of him and I was like, Dude, Yeah, it might have been him. Was- <laughs> <laughs> where was Trisha? What was she doing? <laughs> like, why'd you leave him alone? She's a working woman, you know. That's true. True. On some feature. That's That's wild. If I was Garth Brooks, I wouldn't be eating in any restaurants because I'd be worried about people bugging me. But you know, Florida might be one of those places where people are like, "You, you're like, is that him? No, it kind of looks like him, but it's not him." You know, they wouldn't assume. Well, people from Florida are pretty crazy. Oh, go ahead. Do get crazy, and (laughs) apparently, like he went down to a local place around here, and he wore his cowboy hat, and then people ah, yes. Uh-huh. Yeah, so like, if he wants attention. A baseball hat or like, you know, something like that. Yeah. Or just like, or hat Regular clothes. Could you imagine if you like, you know, walking around a suit with no hat on? Nobody would recognize yeah. you. Yeah. No, no. He no, would, he'd be like, oh, that guy looks like Garth Brooks. <laughs> 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 the closest I ever came is we lived in uh, Virginia. And do you guys remember the movie, or not the movie, the show, um, Sister, Sister, you know, with the twins? Yeah, Sister, Sister. Yeah. Yeah, yes, he and so the guy who plays their dad lived in Charlottesville, Virginia, <laughs> and my mom and I were at like this mall, outlet mall, and we totally yeah. stalked him. We saw him in like a kitchen store. And my mom's like, I guess he was a famous actor, like from the seventies or eighties. I only knew him from Sister Sister, and my mom's like, No, that's him. And I'm like, Okay, well we're gonna follow him. And she's like, Why? I'm like, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I just want to see what he's gonna buy. <laughs> It was terrible. Like, we followed him to a kitchen store. He's looking at spatulas, and I'm like, hey. <laughs> that oh, was it. Man. That's my exciting story. <laughs> I, I'm not trying to one-up anybody. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not trying to one-up anybody. And this isn't my story to oh, tell. Oh, it's, it's, it's actually my wife's story. Um, okay. So when we lived in Kansas, um, she worked at Victoria's Secrets, because where else are you going to work in the middle of, of Kansas? Um, yeah. so, so she well. worked there. Well, that was the weekend that Kevin Hart came to Kansas State University <gasps> to do a show. Oh, so uh, she's helping this lady out, pick out all of her her lady garments and whatever <laughs> else that ladies get at Victoria's Secret. Um, <laughs> all of a sudden, this little short guy comes up and was like, "Oh, hey, you know, here, here's, you know, here's whatever else. Like, what'd you get or whatever?" And my wife looks at him and's like, "Man, like he looks familiar." And then well, like, Andy's like four feet tall. I mean, him, yeah. I think I'd be like, yeah, that's Kevin Hart. Nobody's that short. Well, well, <laughs> like with that voice. Well, see, my, my, my wife, you know, she's smart, but she, she didn't catch on. Well, then she kind of got to thinking like, it, like some other people, like once the lady had like rung up and they walked out or whatever else, everybody's like, oh my God, like that was Kevin Hart. Like you just helped out like, his girlfriend or his wife or whoever it was. Um, and then she was like. Oh, that's really cool. So then when she walks out, she walks by the hair and little uh, nail salon. Guess who's getting a manicure? Right there he is, Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart. His fingers done. That's awesome. <laughs> he would. <laughs> that's so funny. That's awesome. Yeah, I, 
I, I probably would be not okay if I met somebody really. It's probably good I haven't. So I here's like probably better for everybody. <laughs> I saw him for my birthday. Really? Who? I went to one of his shows. Yeah. Oh, Kevin, he's so funny. Mm-hmm. There are a few people that I'm pretty sure I would ask them if I could have a hug. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. I'm just like, bro, I'm so sorry, but can I have a hug? Just a hug. Hug real quick, because this is an emotional moment for me. <laughs> so I tell I, everyone I love them. I love you. I love you so much. So I actually have an interesting story, um, and, it, and, it, and it's about Kirsty and Jesse here. So, oh, here we go. I already kind of said it. You know, um, I met you guys at Imaging USA when you guys performed on stage at the Sony Alpha booth. Um, I thought you guys were really, really cool, right? Like, you guys was like, oh, hey, I had to get around here. And I remember kind of like, I don't know, but let's figure it all out together. But here's my thing, okay? I'm a socially awkward person. Like, realistically, it is. And especially, like, around girls. So, I was already, like, nervous with Christy. Like, oh, hey, how does this happen? But then Jesse, like, I didn't know if you guys were together or not. And it's like, I'm like, dude, like, I'm a married guy. I don't know if I say anything. I'll be like, you like some weird old creep guy. And I don't want to get he's hit. He's worried everybody thinks he's hitting on him. And nobody does. Look, it's, 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 it's a fear of mine, okay? And I was like, man, like, I don't want Jesse to hit me. I don't even know the guy. And he looks well, like he's he like bigger than me. Now he goes down to the boxer, me. too. He would have kicked your butt. <laughs> yeah, he would have destroyed me. So I remember... Like, looking back at that time in my, in my life and talking to you guys, I was like, man, like, I was the most socially awkward person in the world. And I was like, you know what? Like, I just kind of want to forget about this. But then I feel like for a solid week, everywhere I went, you guys was right there. We seen each other, like, not even, like, two weeks later at Starbucks of, amongst all yeah. places. And guess what? I was super awkward there again. Like, oh, my God. Like, <laughs> I was awkward the first I time. See, you're not as awkward as you think. That, Travis, one of those days, what was it? Was it the first day or the second day of that convention that your family came out? And so um, we gave them like passes to come in to the conference. And then we got a photo done at a photo booth. And it was so funny. Like Jesse and I were not even, were we even official then dating? Like, yeah, it was, we were maybe for a couple of Maybe like brand new, right? Yeah. We get we get this like photo oh booth thing done with his family, oh, and his stepdad right before was like, "Let's get a future family photo." And oh man! Like, oh geez! You know, oh, yeah. one of those things where I'm like hit him in the shoulder, like what? What? <laughs> Dude, what? <laughs> so yeah, it was it was really like funny weekend. Oh yeah, no, but I don't, honestly, I will say this. I don't remember you being awkward at all. So I, uh, whatever, man, I don't know. I I, I feel like you can't be that awkward if you know you're awkward and you tell people you're awkward, then you're not that awkward. Well, well, it's the awkward people who don't know they're awkward that are awkward. I don't know. Maybe I just have like a a heightened sense of awkwardness and then I get like scared and I don't know. I'm just like, I don't know what to do. I just wing it and, and hope, hope for the best. So, or like, the, or like the awkward people that think you're the awkward one, you know? Yeah, and I'm yeah. like, no, you're the weirdo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you guys have been performing for, for quite a while. Like, obviously, 
Kirsty is probably, I, I would say, the most experienced um, uh, performer in the history of performers. I mean, starting out two years old. <laughs> Since two, um, yeah. Jesse coming in a little bit later in life. But, I mean, you guys, like, you guys are, even like even with all this, like, you guys are still hard-charging, going around Florida. Like, you guys are still making it happen, right? Absolutely. Hey, we're hoping to have better days as they come, yeah. We used to debate between the two of us. You know, obviously, like, we... We spend a lot of time together, and um, we love it. Like we're, our lives are. Really was, that is impressive. I gotta say, I might kill my husband if I had to go on the road with him. And be with him. <laughs> hey, the fact that he's still alive after quarantine because we decided to quarantine. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's miracle, you know. Well, let's, well mine was let's deployed let's, during quarantine. I was I jealous of everybody. A week before I was not quarantined with Kirsten <laughs> anymore. <laughs> <laughs> kick me out for a good week of it but you know <laughs> go somewhere else please yeah, yeah, anywhere i don't care where like we just yeah. we just are wanting to perform it I, I guess the debate would be uh we've debated on how many hours on stage we each have had oh yeah, man yeah. it's you know because it, there's a i don't know it, it's it's hard to say honestly it's hard to say um as a as performers who has more experience on stage, but I will say that uh, I different experiences, more different, experiences. a lot of different experiences. My my experiences early on were very very uh, street performance based. I mean, I spent I spent you know six years uh, traveling around and playing guitar on whatever corner I could. Yeah, yeah. that's wild. Yeah. So, so I, how different? How how different? Excuse me. Is that performing on the street compared to like an actual like venue? You know, I would say, uh, and I would, I would say this to anybody that asks that, um, that street performance in that way, where you are, uh, where you do it for that that amount of time, and um, I would say, I, I mean, I, it's performance one on one. You learn so much mm-hmm. about your presence and how to attract people's attention, and you, know, you, you're practicing all at the same time. I, uh, I would suggest that anybody goes and spend as much time as they can, <laughs> you know, early on when busking, because, you know, you're practicing, but you're performing and you're catching people's attention and you're learning what works and what doesn't. And I think that, uh, for me, that's kind of what, uh, what, you know, kind of paved a really big road for me. Yeah. Yeah. Like the, and it has to be a lot more, uh, vulnerable, than being on a, in a venue where people are coming there expecting, you know, like it, it has to be a lot harder to catch somebody's <laughs> attention on the street than I would think when they're on a stage in a venue and everybody's expecting, you yeah. know, to be performing. Yeah. Well, especially even, it was especially with people um, being so judgmental. There's a lot of people that um, I have, I have a song called passing judgment that's mm-hmm. around people walking by and saying, get a real job. Ah, uh, yes. You're like, you I'm playing my guitar trying to make my life happen, man. What? <laughs> yeah, like it was a real job. Probably yeah. working harder than most people, yeah. Well, I feel like with anything, if any, with, within any industry, anything art, you, you, any, uh, art is especially, you have to have thick skin. And if you don't have thick skin, you will never make it. Like you can't be you soft are. because especially anytime you're in with like, when you're being critiqued on your art, like it's all subjective. Like some people may love your work, some people may hate your work. And I'm telling you, People that hate your work are going to be way more vocal than the people that love your work. <clears throat> yes. Yes. You really do have to have thick skin. There's so many people in the music industry that are sharks is what they call them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, over promise under deliver or just like flaky and just not, not in it for the right reasons. And you really yeah. do. You, you can't let any of those people 
bring you down for even a second. You just say, you know, this is what I'm doing. I'm staying on my path. Like I, you know, I love this and I want these type of people surrounded, you know, surround around me. Yeah. Yeah, And it's inevitable to, to, to come across those kinds of people, especially Christy being Christy being a beautiful girl, you know, she's have with people being in it for the wrong reasons and dealing with that kind of stuff. But I'm, you know, music is, the music industry is what it is. It's a, you know, it's a crazy place and we, we make it through it and learn as we go. <laughs> yeah. And you guys are killing it. And that's, and that's seriously one of the things that I love when I watch you guys, you guys are always killing it. And I think Jesse, you got something really big coming up on March 15th, right? Yeah. yeah whiskey jam. Whiskey jam. So <laughs> whiskey tell me, man, what, what is whiskey jam? Like what, what what's it all about? You know, Whiskey Jam started, um, I think it's about 10 years ago now. Uh, the guy that's still running, his name is Ward, and a couple other guys started it. And it has turned into, it's a showcase. And essentially, every artist that plays Whiskey Jam, they play three songs, eight artists play a night, so 16 a week. And uh, it has turned into a huge stepping stone in Nashville. Um, anybody that you can think of that has been a major artist over the past eight or nine years has played this has played this gig. Oh, wow. And, um yeah and it's super cool so i'm like you know super grateful to be even be playing the gig even more grateful that it's my third time yeah. oh so, man um, yeah so uh, <laughs> doing something you know doing something right word uh word's always been really supportive of what i'm doing is uh, allowed me to get up on that stage uh, every once in a while so and, to have and is it in nashville <laughs> it is yeah it's in nashville it's in the uh it's in the what's what in west end it's in the west end area mm, gotcha winner's bar yeah that's awesome. That that really is cool. So for for you guys in the, in that kind of stage, um, what what's the big opener? Because I mean, I I feel like that's that's you know a lot of people, a lot of eyes are on that stage. Um, so when you come out, like you you're obviously coming out to kill it within those three songs. So for you, like, what are you going to open with, man? Are you going to hit hit them hard? Are you going to do like a slow burn? Good question. Oh no, I um I am. For this one coming up, I'm I'm bringing some rock some rock players on stage with me, and oh, I man. want to um, melt some faces. So <laughs> for this one is I just want to put on a hell of a show. I want it to be really exciting, and I want people to be excited about the music that's coming out. And, and you're gonna be playing the new single, Jesse. Oh, of course. <laughs> her, she's so good. She, she's definitely the business person in, in all of this. We'll, we'll close the show with the new single. Um, and that I'm, I am stoked about. This is actually going back to an earlier conversation that we were having. This is the first song that I, I don't have anything to do with the writing on any of it. I was at a writer's round with Kirsty playing guitar for Kirsty, and uh, a guy named Lucas Asbury in her rhyme played a song that after the round I walked up to him and I was like, dude, if you don't have any plans for that song, I, I want to cut it because it, you know, just immediately uh, grabbed my attention and yeah. I, Kirsty felt the same way. Um, and you know, I'm stoked. I'm, I'm really excited about this one. So he's going in the studio April 2nd and, uh, it will be coming out June 4th, man. June 4th is the release date. Yeah. That is so awesome. I'm super excited. It's so organized. We don't, I don't even know what tomorrow is. What day of the week is it? <laughs> oh no, it, it, it gets bad. I have like, I have songs about stuff that like, okay, if like, if something, if this happens, like in society, this is like the perfect song. (laughs) (laughs) It's happening. That's funny. Are you able to play all original music at Whiskey Jam or? 
Oh yeah, that's what it's all. Oh, about. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. That's that's a mandatory thing. You're you're getting up. You're playing original. And everyone gets three or four songs. Three songs. Three, three songs. songs. Well, because I imagine coming into Nashville, it's like because I've been in all the honky tonks a few times, um, and it's like you know you're you're having to play all of these covers, and then it's like oh that's got to kill some people when you have some great you know original music you want to get out there, but then people are yelling you know free bird and free bird. That's a yeah. Or Journey, whatever Journey song they might want that, you know, Small Town Girls usually, or whatever, is that yeah. what it is? Yeah, yeah. The thing is, is like, Broadway is such a, you know, I'm not, I'm not saying anything about it, it's such a heartbeat of Nashville, it brings so many people into the city, and Nashville right. now has become the next bachelorette, bachelor capital yes. of the oh, world. I love them, so, on those bikes, it's the best. <laughs> That's such a hoot. It's so much fun, and the city has, you know, done, like, the NFL yeah. Um, uh, just so many events have happened. The draft. I'm like, please help me with this word right now. They have um, a race coming too, which is bonkers. They're gonna like block off chunks of the road. That's awesome. Have you heard about this? Yeah, like a um like the European race cars, I think. I forget what like the formula. Yeah, they're gonna block off huge chunks of it and like it's gonna turn it into like a street race kind of thing. Oh it's, my god. It's soon. Yeah, yeah. That's super cool. cool. That sounds that yeah. sounds awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's a whole other side to Nashville that a lot of people, especially my Wisconsin friends, don't know. <laughs> no, because we go to Broadway. <laughs> yeah, go to Broadway and we're like, let's go to Broadway. And I'll be like, yeah, yeah. for brunch, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> um, but there's, you know, things like Whiskey Jam and the Listening Room and the Bluebird. And I've been to the Bluebird. It's, it's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and Nashville has, Nashville has writers around. Yeah. So many yeah. writers publishers hang I mean there's a whole nother community of people I'm and like Broadway is one way to go especially for people who come into town tourists yeah performed with a full band and they they don't they're they're still finding maybe their true sound as Mm -hmm. they pick kind of covers and as they try all that out and and get comfortable on stage I feel like I I did that in the Midwest, so I was oh, yeah. eager to go. I, you know, I did the beer tents up, up there. Yeah, all the festivals, yep, there's always a beer tent. <laughs> My sound, like, as I was playing, like, a little bit of funk songs and blues songs and rock songs and then the country, like, I, I felt like I was able to grasp what made my voice unique compared to yeah. other in in doing that and in those years of doing that. Um, so, yeah, I think I think Broadway is a great a great stepping stone for artists, and it's a great way for artists who have never you know that can meet had that experience fans. of yeah yeah that's absolutely. awesome um so Did so you- yeah when we get right now like we've we've been just chomping on the bit to just play live so we're we're really down for <laughs> any kind of stuff that you know comes up just because we we've missed it we've yeah. definitely. Missed yeah, well, at this point, we're just, you know, we we are one of the very grateful few artists that are on tour, and we're playing shows, and we're, you know, we're, um, man, we're we're back on stage right now, and I and feel I like, love it. yeah, a lot of people are, are wanting to be where we're at, so we're, you know, oh, we couldn't be. Yeah, I, I, COVID's put a damper on all of that, so yeah, the lucky, lucky yeah. few are still at it, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, we're lucky enough to have a place to stay down here. We don't have to, like... Yeah, our tour sponsor, shout out to our main tour sponsor, Terry James. Yeah. Hey, my aunt. Th- thank you, Terry. You you were awesome. Yeah. The people of Florida appreciate you. But <laughs> They do. So, with you guys, I mean, you guys are really killing it. Like, and I know I've said it, like, 
14 times in this podcast. Um, but what is like the next stepping stone for you guys? Like, I know you're like, you're right there. Like, I feel like to me, you guys are a big deal because you guys are always on social media. I don't know if, if that's, if that's Kirsty or Jesse kind of pull, pulling that plug <laughs> on that one, but you guys are always active on social media. It seems like you guys are always active with just doing things, producing new music, interviews, and interviews. Yes. So, I mean, with you guys, like, what, what's the next stepping stone for you guys? Because you guys are, like, hard charging to something. What, what, what is that? Absolutely. I mean, we both have very big goals. And really, as independent artists and artists that want to, you know, either stay independent or come across a, a deal that we're willing to sign for, um, we, we just want to continue to build this team greater and greater and be able to play bigger and bigger shows. Uh, what that looks like for us. I mean, we're really digging into what is our biggest return on investment for marketing. And social media is so crazy. Like, I'm terrible yeah. at it because I'm old. So it's such yeah. a weird, like, I've, I just recently got on TikTok, and I'm like, I don't get this. It reminds oh, me of yeah, Vines, you, you know? <laughs> you won't understand for a while. It takes a bit to, like, actually. I mean, I crack up. And yeah. it's funny, but then I, I can't understand, like, some of the stuff. I'm like, why is this so popular? I don't get it. But yeah, that's we probably just we spent time with, uh, with a young woman. Gen Z. A Gen Z. Yeah, we spent <laughs> yes, time with a woman. Uh, them. And she kind of, she was like, yeah, this is funny to us. And Christine was just sitting there completely blank space. funny. Yeah, completely blank space, blank space, like, faced and confused. Just like, what are you, what are you talking? And it's, like, depressing stuff. She's like, yeah. And, like, <laughs> So you're like, what? <laughs> well, well, I just walk around Target, you know, right here in, in, you know, around Nashville. And there's like 15 year old girls like dancing in the aisle. And it's like, you walk by aisle and it's like, and somebody's got a themselves. cell phone. Well, there's like, somebody oh. in a cell phone. There'll be like five different aisles, five different girls, each doing a different dance. But they're like walking down the aisle and all these girls are like cheerleading and like headbanging and all this stuff. I'm like, what, what's going on? There's no what music. Happening? It's just it's World. It's a weird world. It's a weird one. Um, yeah. I think, you know, Jesse and I, like, we, we're, we're in it to work hard. We believe yeah. in the product. Uh, we believe in the music. So it's really just continuing the steps and the things that we are doing. Yeah. I mean, currently our next, our next step, the big thing that we're working on right now is that we're putting together um, a, an advisory board that we're essentially, we're going to have a board, uh, like a, a, a management board that um, is going to help us put together money for projects, find investors, oh, wow. bring on sponsors, bring on sponsors, bring, uh, make, make creative decisions. So Kirsty and I can kind of just sit back and make music and be artists and not have to worry about as much of the business. That would be awesome. sponsors, you, you were talking about, you're going to Denver soon. You have a sponsor there, a uh, cowboy outlet. Yes. Thank you for bringing that up. You're <laughs> welcome. I took notes when we talked before. <laughs> we brought the cowboy outlets on and they are like literally everything. For your western attire if you go to their website cowboyoutlets.com you will see both of us featured as far as artist collection oh, cool. the jesse lopez collection and the kirsty oh, collection. Awesome. it's so fun <laughs> and it's literally like stuff that we wear day in and day out at like every single show that we do pretty much every day jesse's head to toe right well, now we're, in it yeah, we're, <laughs> talking, we're talking designer like designer western gear stetson tin hall mm -hmm. roper like the the top quality western wear for I, great prices so it's yeah. just we're we're so happy to bring them on board yeah i, I need a cool. link because I, I i really do want to I, actually here let me Rather. just go and say this jesse 
I want to wear your yeah. exact same outfit while taking your photos at Whiskey Jam. <laughs> You're going to be as many? Yeah. I can be like like the okay. short, fat, mini version of Jesse. <laughs> But if you're wearing a cowboy hat, that's where I draw the line. I, 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 do, I do not look good in a cowboy hat. You're from Kentucky. Shut up. Hold on a second. No, cowboy yes, hat so included. Too. Although, I will tell you this. At, at Whiskey Jam, I'm not going to be wearing a cowboy hat. I'm going to be wearing my Whiskey Jam hat that I buy that night. Well, there you go. There you go. <laughs> I can't you help. can do that. Yeah, there was, there was the one guy that, like, he got on stage with his Whiskey Jam hat, and I was like, why didn't I think of that? I need a hat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for sure yeah like you know i, I play whiskey jam i'm gonna buy myself a hat so i you know i think that uh i think that that yeah so that is you, totally you, you got lucky there you got lucky no cowboy hat for you yeah i you probably drown no. in it <laughs> no look my 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 mother was is, is a big country country music fan and she actually lives down there in in um in i think it's called citra florida so I, I wouldn't think too far away from you guys right between gainesville and ocala um but she actually bought me one of those like white plastic like Alan Jackson lookalike cowboy hats when I was a kid, and boy did I look like a dummy! Like it was terrible. Don't base it on that. I, yeah, and also maybe get a woman's opinion because I thought I looked ridiculous as well, <laughs> and the and the women both like were one. The women in the room were all like, "Well, <laughs> hello, hello, cowboy." Yeah, ask Megan. She'll tell you, no, that looks stupid or <laughs> not. <laughs> yeah. So for you guys well, and, and just like your music, you know, just to kind of go back with, with what you guys got going on, um, how many songs have you guys kind of kind of like co-done together, like that you, we hear both of your voices on, on the soundtrack? Oh, we actually haven't recorded anything. Well, what? over quarantine. quarantine. Yeah. He released uh, "Just Want to Do That Quarantine Made Me Do It" song, and, yeah. I, and so we wrote that, and I did the harmonies on that, so that's uh, featured on my like Kersey Crouch playlist on Spotify. And then also, I just might I did harmonies for yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, other than that, I don't know. I haven't even asked him if I was going to do harmonies on this next single, or or if Dan or somebody in the studio is going to. But um, yeah, we've written what now, like seven songs together. Yeah. Something like that. Six or seven songs together. Yeah. And um Christy's actually Christy's one of my favorite people to write with, honestly. Um, oh. Yeah. Good job. <laughs> yeah, no, I know I'm serious. She uh she she, she brings a, a very creative aspect of writing into the room. And uh, you know, a lot of people in Nashville are worried about um, you know, what the formula is supposed to be, mm, what mm-hmm. the radio says this and like, you know, this publisher said that. And Kirsty brings like a whole open creative thing into the right, and it's so, you know it's refreshing. And, and there always is something. Somebody will release something, and it's like, oh, that's different. And then everybody loves it. And there's always going to be that one person. That's, yeah. That, you know. Exactly. exactly. And uh, you know, we we try to pride ourselves on being as unique as we can with what we're putting out, and you know, kind of maintaining our character. So. No, I loved it. Qu- quarantine made me do it. That that was solid. <laughs> I, I loved the video. It was it was amazing. It was awesome. <laughs> Um, so we, who did you wait? Were we? I, I don't know what Travis No, no, go say, ahead. Kim, go you, ahead. Who, <laughs> who did you guys, um, when you started getting into country, who did you like? Because I think I'm older than both of you, probably, but who did you like love or idolize as far as country? 
Okay. Singer. What brought me into country music, I was seven years old, and really Shania Twain. Uh, yes. I mean, I was older, but yes. <laughs> yeah. We were doing, like, the crossover stuff. And yes. And then Leon Rhymes hit, and Blue. that was age-appropriate songs yes blue and i was like okay whoa what is this country world and then i and then immediately it was martina faith you know jody yeah. messina and jamie o'neill like all of them they were they were killing it at that time and i i just loved listening to that music so i, I think country music brought me it pulled me in pretty early and wisconsin's a funny place too um it was uh, and you maybe even know them do you remember a band madison county they used to do all of the like I talked um, to Madison County when I was, like, ready to move to Madison, actually, to go to college. I was going to be going to Edgewood, and so I reached uh-huh. out to a bunch of bands, and I was like, hey, I want to be doing a band. I want to be doing music. I'll do harmonies, mm-hmm. like, whatever, and they're like, okay, cool. Like, come out to a show. I'll talk. So I've yeah. known them, I guess, ever since. I was, like, 18. So um, Mr. Zabel, I don't even know what his first name was. The lead singer was Mr. Zabel. He was my geometry teacher. Oh my! God. In Watertown, yeah. But you know, Madison County was like huge. I mean, when he was my teacher, they had they had gotten sort of big, and they were they were always playing like a lot of gigs. And I think opening for people at like the Dodge County Fair, places you you know like the fairs. Yeah. Um, but like I always thought, I mean, all the girls loved him. We all thought he was dreamy. But I mean, he was he was a good geometry teacher, and I sucked. Oh but um, yeah, it's so funny. But I always think like, man, they really did such a great job traveling just like kind of staying in Wisconsin, but really getting a lot of gigs and playing and, and had the best of both worlds. Like he was teaching during the day, you know, <laughs> and then in the summer, he was all over the place with the band. Right. They were dominating and they still are doing a lot of the big shows. I think I was just talking to them on Instagram actually last week. So it's funny that you mentioned them, but I was yeah. talking about them to do like a duel facebook live or there's like when i'm in town and they were totally down so i i think there might be something along those lines in the works oh Oh, man that is very exciting i'll feel like super cool because he was my teacher and i talked to you (laughs) isn't that funny but like wisconsin i swear it's like one big small town but i always listen like i totally get what you say that you you could really learn so much just doing all of those your tents and festivals and it's it's so wild yeah i saw some amazing like even the dodge county fair used to pull crazy like we had toby keith and it was like we all paid like eight dollars and it was right after he blew up and i was like is he really gonna show up i feel like he could just be like now keep your money forget it you know (laughs) and break the contract or whatever but he showed he showed up it was was wild really good at doing that too like i remember yeah Brian, right before he blew up in like Florida Georgia line, they yep. were, that they would break their contract, but they showed up. I mean, they're they're really good about getting big acts in the area. Like Wisconsin, um, a lot of big artists say that Wisconsin's one of their favorite places to play, just because the fans. Like yeah. how much? Well, it's like one love. big Broadway. You know, it, yeah. like you're literally you go from town to town, and like people are enthusiastic. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, Madison County might have been. They were like famous they might as well have been superstars you know people acted like that even though they were very much you know local to wisconsin but um yeah i could see how it would be amazing but at the same time i'm like they're going to like dodge county like they really want to come all the way here you know like i saw keith urban there miranda lambert i mean just wild stuff for eight dollars you know i remember seeing lone star at the out of county fair up in like the seymour area for seven bucks Yes, my dad and I saw Lone Star at like the Waukesha County Fair, and nobody was there. It was yeah, the there was a tiger there. 
<laughs> but I love Star, and I was like, this is the weird, and Lighthouse was there. Do you remember the band Lighthouse? Yes, I do. Yeah, they were, yeah, <laughs> they were there at the same time. We left Lone, the Lone Star tent, and they were playing, and I'm like, I know that song. Oh, that's that guy. Like, I knew. It was the weirdest thing, but there was, like, nobody there. And Joan Jett. Joan Jett came to, like, the Jefferson County Fair, and I remember Jefferson, like, yeah. No, yeah. What? Like, yeah. What? The outfield came to Watertown, and we were so excited <laughs> about that. But yeah, it was crazy. But yeah, it's so. Anyway, that was my random tangent about Madison County. I was excited. To, I'm like, I wonder if she knows who Madison County is. <laughs> but I don't remember what Mr. Zabel's first name is. So in my head, he, oh yeah, okay, yeah, Mike. Oh yeah, Michael. And then he became the principal. Like so, yeah. he's forever Mr. Zabel in my head, though. That's wild. And, and then we won't say the rest of his story, but yes. <laughs> oh. I, I, I will say it, it's it seems like it seems like Wisconsin is, is gonna end up being like the new Nashville, I feel like. Like the new like music capital, it seems like. No, it's just Wisconsin and it's beer and live music. <laughs> beer and live music. <laughs> and, uh, nobody's like, moving there to become famous, I don't think. Yeah, like uh, well like Country USA, you know, that was a big one. Country USA Rock Yeah, Rock. that yeah, that was huge. That's true. Yeah. But now there's like Country in the Berg, shout out to Country in the Berg, having like their <laughs> second year coming up and big names. And I'm like the on the list of <gasps> yeah. a vocal person. And I like, you know, Kit Moore and Easton Corbin, <gasps> and Drake White and Billy Currington. And then there's just me. And I'm like, hey, what's up? Hey. Hey, Billy. <laughs> so that's this that's August in cedarburg wisconsin and that's a new festival that's the new festival it's like up you know second year and so w- w- when is that again like i go back what cedarburg no no no. W- yes, w- 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 when is that show christy it is august 27th august travis 27th. and i want a road trip to wisconsin and talk to photographers and whoever else is willing to it, we need to go <laughs> to on, with we us. need to go on august 27th and and yeah, hang yeah, out exactly. with kirsty yeah i can get you in touch with a guy yeah has media Awesome. So, so Jesse, we, right we, we, we kind of like skipped over you a little bit here, man. I, I, I want to go back to you, though. Who, who was your big icons? Because I know yeah. you, you okay. had like the, the rock and roll. You kind of had the hip hop. Um, but for you, like what kind of soul, like what kind of brought you into that realm? It was like, you know what? This is this is kind of where I'm following. This is I'm really vibing this. For me, um, the biggest influences of mine were guitar playing singer songwriters. Mm. Um, you know, all the way back to, I would say, if I were to pick the oldest one, it would probably be Jim Crowkey. I don't know if either of you guys have Yes. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Man, he's <laughs> um, killer. I have some fond memories, like late night fishing to, to, to some Jim. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can imagine that. Yeah. So, um, Jim Croce, um Eric Clapton, Neil Young, you know, um, mm-hmm. like my real, real major influence is mine. Um, and then Rob Thomas is a huge influence of mine. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, getting into hip hop, obviously Eminem kind of just runs the <laughs> yeah. whole game as a hip hop artist. There's not really anybody that gets better than that. So yeah, no. Um, yeah, just just always like the guys that uh, were very involved in in writing and playing and you know creating. Just Were there any of the country guy guitar players? Like, I mean, I I assume I thought Brad Paisley, Keith Urban, they're all known for their guitar playing. Did any yeah. of that? But they're go ahead. Well, I guess yeah, I got into that stuff like way like way later on. 
Yeah. Um, obviously, initially I the rock. Way more, yeah, it was. I was coming with way more. Um, Keith Urban, a ton of Keith Urban, and uh, you know, and not a ton of Brad Paisley um, up until Kirsty and I. Kirsty's. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not a ton of Brad Paisley until recently, but um, yeah. So it, it was definitely very, very rock related when I was more lean up. rock. Um, you know, I I grew to respect country music more over the years, but I will say this: like, I have a huge like the Doobie Brothers, the yeah. Almond Brothers, like that kind of stuff. It's very. Yes. very alert to the country music that was being yeah time. so you know it's, it's funny my dad i know like every single lyric to every song on the one doobie brothers that had like i i couldn't even tell you what but i know every single word to all of them and i did not <laughs> yeah. know what but i didn't know what the doobie brothers meant i was like 32 years old and i'm like wait a minute doobie <laughs> i'm like what is my dad listening you know like so yeah it took me a long time to figure that one out but he always yeah like i know i used to turn them on when i'd go out when i was in my 20s and i'd put like some random doobie brothers song on the jukebox in the bar and everybody'd be like what is this because i was like oh, yeah yeah because no, i was I mean, 20 and yeah I don't know what was about that acoustic based rock music at that time but that was like america and i guess you know who america is yes yes um, yes so america uh-huh. was actually the band that inspired me to start writing music i found a i found a, a whole box of records of course with no CDs. name yeah <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. a whole box of records and cds in my dad's garage and uh and i dove in and that was just like man america i really grabbed onto america so yeah sister golden hair horse with no name you know yeah mm-hmm. uh, a bunch of great music from them but um i actually recently i covered a song and i put it on instagram and they commented <gasps> really i would have died <laughs> yeah I, I totally freaked out <laughs> Man, you, what you should have like, like done was reached out and see if you if you could do like a collaboration with them, man, and do like a cover of the song. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I, 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 I like, yeah, like, no. Them, you know, I got super excited. That's and, awesome. Uh, yeah, just a, a monumental moment, you know? Yeah. It's funny because I think, like, because I've listened to country, like, like Kirsty said from, you know, the Shania Twain is probably what, well, in Garth Brooks, when he did Central Park, New York, like, everybody was like, what is this? You know, even if you didn't like country, you like loved all of that. And so I got into all of that, but I still like, I've gone through phases because we move so much that sometimes like the only FM radios you get, <laughs> like stations you get might be top 40 or whatever. So I, I kind of go in and out, but uh, being here, I have gotten back into the country and like sometimes, well, my husband's obsessed with like some of the more, I don't even know what you'd call it, but and of course, now I'm gonna blank on their name. Please, but anyway, please tell me not bro country because like that, turned by the turnpike troubadours and like like yeah. you know like not the necessarily the stuff that's super like stadium country, um, right. like so, the, but, the underground under Sturgill kind of stuff. Yes, yes, he loves Sturgill a lot, <laughs> probably more than he loves me. <laughs> oh, <no>. <laughs> <laughs> well, sometimes. <laughs> yeah, it's just so interesting how I think like it's now it's like an old school vibe coming back, and it's like well, it's just it's just so funny. I find like I'm fascinated by all of, all of music in general, even though I have no talent or skills. Um, in my head, I'm a really good singer, but I'm really <laughs> I just sing in the car and hope nobody can hear me. <laughs> no, I love them sing no matter what. I feel like I've had some people around me that are like. I'm sorry, like I, I, I'm not gonna be singing, and I was like, no. When, when I sing, I'm happy. So, like, I yeah. love singing. Like a road trip and just blasting whatever, like, yeah, anything, and especially like old stuff from like my high school years, you know. 
that's what I want to hear. <laughs> but yeah. I can just see Kim blaring out to like oh. Blink One Eighty Two, just all the small <laughs> no, things. No, not as much. Small. I mean, I, well, I mean, I know it, but you don't want to hear me sing it. <laughs> <laughs> well, Christy, Jesse, you guys are seriously awesome. Um, if if you know with with you guys and on the road and everything, you guys are killing it on social media. Go ahead and let our audience kind of know more about you know your socials. Introduce yourself. Tell us where we can find. The cowboy country future dates line. to look out for. Yeah, future mm-hmm. dates. Like, t- tell us all. Tell us everything. Yes, yes, absolutely. So, if you go to whether it be my website jessielopez.com or my social media platforms at Sounds Like Jesse, up at the top you'll find our smart link, our link tree link that has a link to our music, our videos, our dates, our you know everything that you can find or would want to find about myself. Uh, is in that link tree link. It's at the top of my profile for everything that I have. <laughs> That's awesome. Kirsty, what about Kirstie. you? Yeah, and uh, yeah, my, my website is kirstykraus.com. So uh, I'm I'm really on all the socials, and now I just recently picked up TikTok. So that's it. Oh, I got to find you. Yes. Some yes, yes. Bands in Town. Bands in Town is really cool for an, an app to keeping track of of show dates we're definitely picking on dates or picking up dates you know as we speak by the day um i just think i yesterday booked a show for like september so things are things are starting to come back around and and anywhere that you guys are on social media feel free to connect with us we we for sure love it that's awesome and for for upcoming shows um i I know jesse's got the whiskey jam is there is there anything else between now and whiskey jam you guys got coming up um, a lot, but like we have, <laughs> she's like, don't ask me that. <laughs> we have six shows left in uh, Florida, and then we get back uh, to Nashville for a couple of days, and then we have some private shows in Denver and uh, some meetings in Vegas. But then when we come back to Nashville, pretty much all of April, we have uh, some cool shows. One place is called When Pigs Fly, <gasps> and is you have to go there at least once. We highly recommend okay. it. The experience. Um, it's right in Davidson County, but it's called When Pigs Fly. And what is it like? P I G U E apostrophe S. It's like spelled kind of funny, but it's on our. Yeah, okay. <laughs> and uh, yeah, word on the street is is we'll be playing maybe uh, the Margaritaville of the world from downtown in April. So look for that. Awesome. Okay. Well, I'll thank you guys for Saying I'm from coming Wisconsin on the podcast. <laughs> You, you Wisconsin people, man, you guys are weird. I know, no, we get excited. It's a really thing, proud. I'm telling you. Yes. Shout out to Cali. <laughs> we're, we're super proud of our state. Like, it's, yeah. Yeah, it was, we're only known for, like, cheese, beer, and the Packers. And so when you meet somebody else, like. That's some real good yeah. food. But well, man, Because you're from Wisconsin, I just feel really inspired. I'm going to just sing you this little ditty. And it's, Do it's it. my Wisconsin song. And this is verse one. Okay, right, okay, I'm ready. Go. This is a future release down the road. All right. We love the four seasons, but prefer the fall. Tailgating, drinking, watching football. Loyal, hardworking, and living free. Eating brats with beer and lots of tea. We'll find our seats when the game begins. Then party all night when a home team wins. <laughs> I love it. He chimed in so perfectly. That's hilarious. They need to play the before Packer games. It'd be perfect, like, transition in. Yep. Yeah. It'd be perfect. 
Yeah, just just like Tim McGraw does, like the 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 whenever the goal hits in hockey at Nashville. No, no. it's not. It's Carrie Underwood now. I think that was. Like, don't watch football. Don't pretend. I, yeah. It's like Hank Williams Jr. vibes meeting Carrie Underwood, and I totally want to work with like UW Madison. Oh <gasps> yes. So that's that's a future project. That would be much better than the jump around that they do. They almost break the stadium every time. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> it's totally true. That's awesome. amazing. I love that. Well, thank you guys. Thank you for everything. Thank you for this podcast. Um, we're I'm I'm super excited to just kind of know you guys and watch you guys throughout your stuff, and I'll be super excited to see you guys at Whiskey Jam. Yes, thank you so much for one having us and yes. you guys are both super awesome and we've had a blast tonight just chatting and i am whiskey jam's a big deal i'm so happy that you immediately were like yes i'm coming yeah, i'm yeah, on board so and uh, we cannot wait yeah i can't i can't wait i'm just jealous Ugh. i have too many children and responsibilities i can't be fun um, like travis <laughs> Awesome. We will talk to you guys on the next episode.